0: Hello, it's great to have you join us today. The vision is for you to see Jesus and then be able to show Him to someone. Please grab your Bible and Notepad as we journey together in the revelation of Jesus Christ. You are greatly blessed, highly favored, deeply loved.
1: So, today, we start off with second timothy chapter 3 verse 15 to 17 still continuing on the subject of salvation eternal salvation in christ second timothy 3 15 to 17 and that from childhood this is paul speaking to timothy you have known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise unto salvation through faith which is in christ jesus all scripture is given by inspiration of god and is profitable for doctrine for reproof for correction for instruction in righteousness that the man of god may be complete thoroughly equipped for every good work glory to jesus so again we see here that scriptures are able the end goal of scriptures is to bring the reader is to bring the student is to bring the hearer to a place of wisdom in salvation which is through faith in christ jesus and we see here that all scripture are given by the inspiration of god and they are profitable for doctrine they are profitable for teaching for explanation glory to jesus glory to jesus let's see john 5 39 as well jesus speaking he said all scriptures they testify of me he said no you search the scriptures because in in, in them you think you have eternal life but the scriptures they are they which testify of me in other words when you search the scriptures scriptures should introduce you to a person and that person is me now when you see me when you meet me in scriptures when you know me in scriptures i give you eternal life scriptures don't give you eternal life i give you eternal life i am eternal life when you read the scriptures you meet me glory to jesus now for jesus in the gospels that's matthew mark luke and john to have referred to a certain scriptures jesus speaking said you search the scriptures and this is not the only passage anyway all through jesus's ministries he would always refer to the scriptures that means matthew mark luke john are not the scriptures because matthew mark luke john are account of the things that happened while Jesus walked the earth so they couldn't be they couldn't have been the scriptures that Jesus spoke about while he walked the earth likewise we see Paul in his letter to, to Timothy. we see Paul in his epistle saying the scriptures are able to make you wise the holy scriptures the agios graphe they are able to make you wise so again We see that the Gospels are not the scriptures. The Epistles are not the scriptures. Because in the Epistles as well, a reference is made. In fact, constantly made. References are constantly made to the scriptures. And the Epistles were playing out at that point in time. So they were not written down. What was written down in the days of Jesus and in the days of the Epistles? What was that? Genesis to Malachi. So we can establish firmly that when scriptures, when we read from the Bible, when we see scriptures, it refers to what? Genesis to Malachi. What translators have categorized as the Old Testament of the Bible. This is very important uh, for the study we are about to start. Last week, uh, we saw some other things. We saw some objections and then we made it clear that the way we are going to answer fully that question, can a believer lose his salvation in Christ Jesus, is by saying, more importantly, the fundamentals. We want to understand salvation from the fundamentals. We want to understand the nature of salvation. We want to know exactly what it entails from scriptures. We want to see from the Bible, from the scriptures, Genesis to Malachi, from Jesus' commentary on the scriptures, written in the Gospels, from the Apostles' commentary on the Scriptures and the Apostles' commentaries on Jesus' commentary of the Scriptures, we are, we, are, we, are, we are going to see from all these facts, from all these substances, from all these materials, what salvation really entails. It is in explaining fully what salvation entails that we are able to provide answers to every objection. Than a, that, that any man can come up with. We established last week that the reason for an objection is because salvation is not understood. Glory to Jesus. So we see here from the scriptures, the holy scriptures are profitable for all doctrine, for all explanation, all exigency. So we are going to see that from scripture. What salvation really entails. starting. From today, again, let me note here that the scriptures, what uh, we refer to as the scripture, that's Genesis to Malachi, is Christ in shadows. Jesus said it himself, John five thirty nine. We just read all scripture; they testify of me. So. Even though in the scripture, Genesis to Malachi, we hear of many stories. We read of many stories, many wars, many transactions, many uh, marriages, many uh, 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 human escapades. That is not the focus of scripture. That is not the purpose of scripture. So a skillful student of the Bible, a skillful disciple would do what? Would go into the scriptures and bring out Christ every other thing that is not christ is taken away glory to jesus the purpose of scriptures is christ glory to jesus so jesus christ is in the scriptures genesis to malachi concealed is in the uh, scriptures hidden but is in the epistles revealed glory to jesus so the epistles is the revelation of scriptures so as we see the scriptures as you see genesis to malachi it is important for a believer it is important for the student of the bible to seek revelation of the scriptures from the epistles because the epistles explain the scriptures Hmm. again we cannot stress this enough The scripture is filled with many types and shadows. In the stories of men, in the stories of gene, even in the genealogy, Christ is hidden. How do you reveal Christ? Through the epistles. Of course, by the Holy Spirit. The veil is taken away. Glory to Jesus. So, let's start. Let's see Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 to 2. Let's start from the beginning. (laughs) Glory to Jesus. Let's start from the beginning. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 to 2. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. We know uh, we are quite familiar with this story. We know that God went on in verse 26, let's, let's say that, to bring out the idea of forming man, of creating man. Glory to Jesus. Then God said, let us make man in our, in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle over all the heart and over every creeping thing that creeps on the heart. Verse 27. So God created in his own image, in the image of God, he created him. Created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. made and female, he created them. Verse 28. Then God blessed them and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the heart and subdue it have dominion over the fish of the sea over the birds of the air over every living thing that moves on the earth glory to jesus so we keep on reading all these uh, is just god declaring the states that god uh, uh, that, that He created man to occupy that is state of dominion dominion where the heart is concerned sovereignty where the heart is concerned that everything will be under subjection to the man everything created glory to jesus so god gave man dominion sovereignty in the heart in fact god made angels to serve him Hmm. and that is important for us to, to 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 actually note all through the account of creation god made man first we see in genesis 2 god made man first and then god made the angels god made man before the angels glory to jesus glory to jesus how do we know because some people have come up with uh, and uh, really some of us were taught this way too we we learned about lucifer how Le- lucifer was the choir master in heaven we thought that uh, lucifer was an angel such that every part of his body you know, was just full of musical instruments and if he raises his hands, it's a note that is playing. He had all, all the keys, all the musical keys within him, and then he was providing music. He was in charge of music, and God enjoyed him so much because he was so good in worship. And then uh, uh, we, we have been taught to actually use this to terrorize musicians in the church. That oh, you, were, you, you, are, you are just like the devil, and I will specifically pick those ones that are very good. And then say that I remember the devil what we are doing now the devil did it first it was very good at it you could sing you could play all the instruments in fact if it breathes it's 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 a musical note that is coming out and all those things and then the story went on that at some point lucifer got into his head and then he out of pride he wanted to be like God, he wanted to overthrow God. In fact, the story was that he gathered some angels and then they planned a coup. And then when the coup failed and they almost beat God, after they fought and fought and fought and fought and fought, and fought eventually one way, one way, one way, or the other, God won. And as God won, God quickly sent them to the heart. And when God threw them on the hearth, the heart was destroyed. We hear stories like that. Is that true? Of course, we'll see from scriptures if that is true straight off the bat there is no such thing like that that happened nothing like that happened let's just get that straight how do we know genesis chapter 1 verse 1 tells us in the beginning in the beginning okay that was the beginning of time before the beginning there was nothing scripture says the half was empty was shapeless, was void void there is toho boho which means the earth was nothing nothing there was nothing created before Genesis 1:1, God had not involved Himself in any form of creation before then. The only thing that existed before Genesis 1:1 was a person—was God Himself. Nothing else, no one else, no angels, no humans, no pre-Adamic race, like some people have been led to believe. To question this fact is to question the integrity of Scriptures nothing to hold behold nothing nothing was the heart before this genesis 1.1 the devil satan was not was not <laughs> was not around satan was not before this beginning only god was before the beginning because god created time and nothing created in time predates god hmm. nothing created in time predates genesis 1.1 God created time. God himself is not subjected to time. God is outside time. time. God is not subject unto time. God is a timeless being. Glory to Jesus. So, what really, really happened with Lucifer? Like I said, Genesis 1-1 started the whole story. Started time. That was the beginning of time. And scriptures record, that man was created... Also, the hosts of heaven were created. The hosts, the angels were created. Just as every being was created, Lucifer was among the angels created. Glory to Jesus. So, Lucifer was created. And what was the purpose of Lucifer? What was his job? What was Lucifer's job? What was his duty? What was he created for? Glory to Jesus. Let's see um, uh, Hebrews chapter 1 verse 7 very quickly. So God created angels and Lucifer was one of them. Let's see Hebrews 1 7. What was their job? What was their duty, their purpose? And of the angels, it says, Who makes his angels spirits and his ministers a flame of fire? Glory to Jesus. He made his angels no spirits. Servants to those who will inherit salvation. Those who shall be the heirs of salvation. So angels were made for service. To serve man. Glory to Jesus. Lucifer and the other angels, including Michael, Gabriel, everything. No angel was made to serve God. God doesn't need service. God is God all by himself He pre-existed time before time began before the angels were created god was god god doesn't need angels for service to save him god is all sufficient he's god by all by himself something created in time cannot help god because god is timeless glory to jesus so god didn't create any angel to save him god created angels to save man hmm. please pay attention God created angels to serve man, of course, in Eden. And when we say Eden, actually, it's heaven. But let's not go into heaven right now because there are some technical stuff there that this class is not about just yet. Glory to Jesus. So Isaiah chapter 14, 12 to 14, we can go there, tells us more, gives us an idea of the identity of Lucifer. Also, Ezekiel chapter 28. There's a record there of the identity of Lucifer. And we see again, Lucifer was meant, like the other angels, to do what? To serve, to minister to Adam. Psalms 103 verse 20 tells us, Angels are not meant to give instructions. They are meant to archen unto instructions. Please, let's let's stay at um, Isaiah 14, 12 to 14. We are going to read that. So, angels are to reckon to instructions, not to give instructions. They are to carry out instructions that they are given. Are we there? Isaiah 14, 12 to 14. How you are falling. This was talking about Lucifer. How you are falling from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How you are cut down to the, to the ground. So, Lucifer is not the same thing as Satan. Lucifer is not devil. In fact, Lucifer is a very beautiful name. In fact, Jesus himself bears a name that is very close to this. Lucifer, son of the morning, Jesus, the morning star. Glory to Jesus. So Lucifer was an angel created again to serve man, to serve Adam. How you are cut down to the ground, you will weaken the nations. For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation, on the farthest sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. So we see that his idea was to be like the Most High. Now again, angels are created for what? To serve man. God created man and God said, you have dominion. God made man. God's plan for man was to be in his own image, in his own likeness. Say, uh, uh, Lucifer saw that and wanted to be like God. Glory to Jesus. So Lucifer's target was to take the place of man. Glory to Jesus. Lucifer's target was to take the place of the Master. Glory to Jesus lucifer's target was to take the place of the master who was adam so what happened after that lucifer simply of course the bible uh uh, moses through his vision in trying to explain the vision that he saw using figure of speech he uses the serpent so stop accusing snakes the serpent here that, that's why that definite article is there, the serpent. Speaking about someone, Moses saw something, saw qualities from a character that he saw, the qualities of a character that he saw in his vision, and the best way he could explain it was, say, the serpents. Glory to Jesus. So that angel, God puts man in charge of everything. Give the instructions. But that, that angel came. And of course, how did God demonstrate the, 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 the dominion of man? God said, of everything in the garden, you may freely eat. Of course, we know that there were no trees. There was no tree anywhere. There was no fruit anywhere. These are all use of words, figures of speech. That Moses. That's why I started by, by establishing the fact that the scriptures are a shadow. They are full of shadows, figuratives. To explain something deeper. Which dead men, spiritually dead men, could not perceive except with these figuratives. Glory to Jesus. So, there was no tree. There was no fruit. There was no eating, in fact. Glory to Jesus. There was no eating anywhere. (laughs) How do we know? Maybe we will come to that. But, we see here, man had the dominion. God told him, you know what? You can eat freely of everything. God presented with him a choice. What was the choice? The tree of life, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And I said, you, God told him, you may freely eat everything, but this one, do not eat. It was as though God was saying that, listen, you are free to, to actually make your choice. But I advise you, do not eat this one. Do not eat this one. I advise you. God wanted them to eat of the tree of life. And of course, we know that what is the tree of life? The tree of life is a person. John 1.1. 1, 1, in him was life. John, uh, 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 in the beginning was, was, was God. And the word was with God. And the word was God. Later on, it goes on. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. So the tree of life is Jesus. God presented Adam with a choice. To pick life in jesus life in christ or the other tree, and god told them the day you shall eat of this one you are free to eat from it you can choose god created man as a free moral agent god had a plan for man which was to eat of the tree of life which was christ which was a type a shadow of jesus christ was for man to become God's image, the express image of God. According to Hebrews chapter one, verse three, God's plan for man was to become the express image of God by getting into Christ Jesus, by eating the tree of life. But God gave man the power to choose. Glory to Jesus. So this slave, this servant, this angel, made up to the, men, uh, uh, to the man, Adam and Eve, As God said, you cannot eat of any tree. And of course, we are quite familiar with the story. Eventually, this servant, this angel gave instruction and Adam bowed himself to that instruction. Adam obeyed Lucifer. Glory to Jesus. The moment Adam obeyed Lucifer, the power shifted. Now, the master has become the servant the servant has become the master glory to jesus so i have been able to to actually summarize something that happened right there in moses vision glory to jesus hallelujah glory to jesus so again let me stress this again the job of adam was to have dominion over everything where the heart is concerned Lucifer was supposed to run errands for Adam. Hmm. But unfortunately, the errand boy was allowed to become the boss. And the boss became the errand boy. Because Adam chose to ignore what God wanted, what God's plan was, and chose by himself. He had the power to choose, but he had no power to control the consequences. He chose to actually go with his plan. And that transgression, that is what is called a transgression. Because what is sin? Sin is missing the mark, missing the will of God. There is a will of God concerning something, you go the other way. That is transgression, that is a sin. And that sin of Adam was also disobedience because he didn't believe god's story god made him an offer an offer of life through christ jesus he listened to lucifer rather than god he did not obey god's offer he did not obey god's gospel glory to jesus so that swap of rose was what turned lucifer to satan glory to jesus That swap of rose was what turned Lucifer to Satan. That swap of rose was what turned Adam to a slave to sin. A servant to sin. Glory to Jesus. And we would eventually see man died too. Adam died as well. Man in Adam. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. So God did not create Satan man created satan God created Lucifer and everything God created was good and perfect Lucifer was good and perfect the fall of Lucifer was the rise of satan glory to Jesus glory to Jesus from that moment on man who was supposed to be the dominating factor on the earth became the slave satan became the head the God of this world. Hmm. Satan became the God of this world. In that exchange, that swap of rules, Romans chapter 6, verse 16, whosoever you obey, you have made yourself servant to. The same applied with Adam. He obeyed Lucifer rather than God. God gave him an option. Two, pick life, I advise, but you are afraid to choose. He chose the other one. He didn't choose life. Glory to Jesus. Matthew chapter 4, verse 8 to 11. Satan was trying to tempt Jesus as well. Because Jesus was what Paul referred to as the second Adam. Hmm. So just like this first Adam, Jesus also had a choice. That's why at some point, it almost felt as if Jesus was also going to bow. Was also going to sin. What was that sin? deviating from the plan of god scripture tells us that revelation 13:8. 8 from the foundation of the world the lamb was slain what does that mean from before the foundation of the world how, how do we know the foundation of the world the beginning genesis 1 1 so from before genesis 1 1 it was in god of course what existed uh, uh, existed before genesis 1 1 it was god god alone existed so it was in god it was god's plan that the lamb would be slain, that Jesus Christ would be slain to save man. It was not an afterthought. That has always been God's plan from the beginning that was before the beginning. From before time began, God's plan was to save man through God becoming man, through Christ Jesus. So this God that became man, Jesus Christ, had a choice, had his free will. That's why... he, um, at the garden of Gethsemane, he almost got to that point. He said, ah, You know what? I don't want this cup. He almost got to that point. But then he finished it. He said, But not my will, Lord, but your will. So he had a will. He had a choice. Because he was man. He was a free moral agent. Glory to Jesus. He was God. 100% God, 100% man. It was, no, Jesus Christ was the fusion. The the, 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 the the union between humanity and divinity deity and human glory to jesus but how do we know that he is man he, he was hungry god 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 is never hungry he slept god never sleeps glory to jesus he felt pain god never does glory to jesus so just as Adam, the devil came to Jesus as well. And some of us think the devil came to him physically. Begin, 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 begin. Like the serpent appeared to, to, to Adam physically, according to Moses' story. Yeah, maybe I should go back there. They were not trees. It was not serpents. It was all in the thoughts. These were Moses' way of actually explaining the vision that he saw. That's why Jesus said it. Ah, do, you not, do you also not have a, uh, understanding? Don't you know that a man is not defined by what goes in, but from what comes from within him? Glory to Jesus. So, it wasn't about eating or not eating. It wasn't about fruit or nothing. It was about thoughts. It was all in thoughts. Satan came to Jesus in his thought and then said, show them all the kingdoms of, of the world. Kingdom of the world, there is the heart of men because that, that's where he lives. I have all the power. Let us see it. Matthew 4, 8 to 11. Let's see that. Matthew 4, 8 to 11. Again, the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these things i will give you if you fall down and worship me so uh, uh, satan was not lying here the devil was not lying here because someone had given it unto him Hmm. glory to jesus adam had given him given the kingdoms of the world to to satan by that singular act by that transaction glory to jesus glory to jesus can you switch to kjv please switch to kjv the same thing was recorded in luke chapter 4 verse 6 let's see luke chapter 4 verse 6 luke chapter 4 verse 6 so again still talking about how lucifer became satan the the the, the fall of lucifer was the rise of satan and that occurrence that transaction was also the fall of man glory to jesus was also the death of man, as, as we will soon see. Luke chapter 4 verse 6, thank you. And the devil said unto him, All this power will I give thee and the glory of them, for that is it is delivered unto me. Who delivered it unto Satan? Adam. Glory to Jesus. Adam delivered it unto Satan. So, he was operating in Jesus' mind, just as he, he operates in, in everyone's mind today. He speaks things to 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 a man's mind, suggestions. Glory to Jesus. So that's why First Corinthians chapter four verse four also says something. Let's say let's see that as well. First Corinthians four four. First Corinthians four four. We are trying to establish that Adam, in that singular transaction, relinquished dominion to Satan. Glory to Jesus. 2 Corinthians four four. Yeah. Yep. in whom the God of this world had blinded the minds of them which believe not lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ who is the image of God should shine on them so Christ is the image of God the God of this world blinds the heart of those who do not believe glory to Jesus the God of this world so again who is the God of this world? Satan hallelujah 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 So, we see now that what happened with Adam relinquishing the control, the dominion that he had as a gift, the dominion that God planned for him to the devil, to Satan, was actually the end of the connection of Adam with God. God told him, the day you shall eat of it, you shall die. Death, death there is spiritual death, separation from God. Because Adam still lived on. Glory to Jesus. Adam still lived on, still existed, but in essence, he was dead. Spiritually separated from God. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. So, we see 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 4 says, the God of this world had blinded the minds of them which believe not. So, until the message of jesus's death, burial, and resurrection is preached, no man can, can actually believe. No man can actually believe. How shall they believe on him of whom they have not heard? The moment a man hears the gospel, that is what produces faith. Faith comes by hearing, and then uh, Romans 10, 17 specifies, hearing the word of God. In the original Greek, it is hearing the message of Christos, the message of Christ. When you hear of the death, the burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, faith is supplied. Your response to that faith is you believing in your heart, but note even that ability to believe in your heart is supplied you respond by believing in that your heart and then confessing then you are saved confess with your mouth your faith in the dead burial, and the resurrection of jesus christ hmm. i'm going somewhere let us pause there let's talk about what then happened after this transaction happened After the boss became the servant and the servant became the boss. What was the consequence of that? What was the consequence of that? So, number one, straight up, we see Genesis chapter 3 verse 9. We see God was calling the attention there to the fact that something had already happened. So, so, some of us also think God caused man. God didn't cause man. God was simply calling attention to something, to to, to the consequence of that sin. The consequence of that transaction. Rejecting life in Christ Jesus. The consequence was what God was announcing in Genesis chapter 3. And we see that, first of all, there's a disconnection. There's a death. There's a separation from God. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1-2. Verse, verse, verse 1 and 2. Let's see that. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 to 2. Ephesians 2, 1 to 2. Glory to Jesus. We're already wrapping it up for today. And you ask, He quicken who were dead in trespasses and sins. So, Adam's sin brought death. First Corinthians 15 22 tells us. Uh, 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 um, in uh, uh, Adam, all died. All died in Adam. Another thing that happened is the fear and guilt, feeling of unworthiness, feeling on inferior of of inferiority. That's why they went to hide. Adam said, "Ah, we are naked. Ah, who told you?" Now he became aware of evil. He became aware of 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 of, of darkness glory to Jesus glory to Jesus first Corinthians 15 22 for as in Adam all die even so in Christ shall all be made alive we'll treat better you no know, that that better part next time so we see that fear and guilt disconnection and of course a cause ultimately man died Adam died hmm haven't established this and of course Genesis 5-3 also tells us another uh, very salient truth the consequence of that transaction Genesis chapter 5 verse 3 Genesis chapter 5 verse 3 thank you and Adam lived an hundred and thirty years and begat a son now what do we notice in his own likeness after his image so not everybody on the earth is made in the image of God the moment Adam fell, the moment Adam, uh, Adam died, separation from God, all he could give back to was a seed after his own likeness. Every seed would bring forth after its own likeness. So when Adam fell, by separation from God, all he gave back to was humanity in sin. Not after God's image anymore, in his own likeness and that is what has passed from generation to generation that nature that sin humanity the entire humanity was placed in sin by that singular transaction glory to jesus glory to jesus of course we know colossians 2 15 hebrews 1 1, 1 verse 3 the express image of god was now christ that was christ because as a man he didn't fall after the similitude of adam he made it satan offered him the shortcut just kneel before me worship me i will give you all these things of course jesus satan knew that jesus came to reclaim to put him in his own rightful place to put man in his rightful place let me give you a shortcut. Just bow down. I will, it has been committed to me. I will give it to you. Jesus said, no. I will go the long road. I will die for the wages of sin is death. I will die. I will pay for the sins. To get man back to where God had already planned for him. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. So, those are the consequences. Now, this is where I, I want us to put it to rest today. I've all seen that man in Adam died, let's see Romans chapter 5, verse 12. Lastly, Romans chapter 5, verse 12. Having seen that man in Adam, humanity died. Glory to Jesus, humanity died. Wherefore, as by one man's sin, as by one man, sin entered into the world, and death by sin. So we see that exactly all I've explained so far. And so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. Glory to Jesus. Let's see verse 19. For as by one man's disobedience, whose disobedience? Adam's disobedience. Disobedience there is actually not to take it, Not to be persuaded by an offer that you were made. Hmm. So, Adam was not persuaded by God's offer. You know, Moses didn't go into these details. Because he saw a vision. He was, he was putting things down figuratively to communicate some truths. The epistles tells us that Adam had an offer which he was not persuaded of. It was not persuaded of the testimony of God. Huh. So, by the obedience of one shall many be made sinners. By the obedience of one shall many be made, be made righteous. Sorry, pardon me. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. So, I haven't put it to the point where I want us to get to today is just what I've been. Uh, emphasizing and emphasizing Adam's sin brought humanity to the point of death so what is the state of man right now in Adam in Adam all died dead Mm. therefore if salvation was God's plan to rescue someone who is dead let us ask ourselves the question Nobody can then contribute. Can the dead contribute to his salvation? No. We're dead in our, in, uh, in our trespasses. Dead. Nobody can contribute to the work of salvation because man is essentially dead. Even though he exists, even though you make money, outside Christ, outside life is death. You are only given the privilege of existing and eventually, that spiritual death, okay, the original Hebrew says, in dying you shall die, (laughs) in dying you shall die, speaking about the instruction God gave Adam, if you eat of it, in dying you shall die, that is to say, by your spiritual death, eventually you will die physically, you will see, you will see what death is, before then, Adam had no idea what death is, because nobody had died, in dying you shall die. So the best a dead man can do to contribute to his resurrection is what is to come back to life, No? Ne? <laughs> this this, this, this throws some light into this salvation matter. If you are dead and God makes a plan to save you, again, we see that salvation is 100 percent God, zero percent man because man could not contribute to anything he is dead we have to say this thing correctly till it makes sense to some people he is dead there is nothing a dead man can do to come back to life other than accepting and just coming back to life have you ever seen a dead man that before come back to life and then them say amen no 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 contribution whatsoever if I, after he comes back to life ask him he cannot explain what has happened he just received he, he, he knew nothing about that he just received again the position of man at the point of salvation is dead before salvation dead that is why you cannot say I gave my life to Christ hmm hmm this is the high point of this class there is nothing like a sinner gives his life to Christ which life? he was dead dead in his trespasses dead in sin sin by death no, death by sin glory to Jesus so there is nothing like I give my life to Christ you have no life to give there is nothing like I got saved, no Jesus saved you. You don't get saved. To say that I got saved means you did something, and then you, you see when we don't correct things like this, when these things are not debunked, that is why some people feel since I have a contribution to salvation, my contribution is needed to keep it. That is why some people feel when Jesus got me, Jesus got a good deal. At least, and I'm, I'm not like that prostitute. Jesus still got something valuable. Hello, prostitute or no prostitute, saints. Um, 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 morally excellent and morally inexcellent, dead. That was just it. Dead. All the same. Dead and sin. So if you were dead and then salvation came, what do you think you can do to lose that salvation? Ah, What did the dead man do to be saved? Again, we need to state this thing clearly. That's why I said, fundamentally, we will see salvation and this will continue over the next several classes because we need to see from scriptures from Genesis to Revelation we will see how it's littered through scriptures the word of his salvation because that is the entirety of scriptures salvation for mankind through Christ glory to Jesus that is also why you cannot say I found the Lord no the Lord was not lost you were lost you were dead You didn't find the Lord. You didn't give your life to Christ. You had no life to give. You took his life. He gave you his life. What is that his life? Eternal life. He gave you his life. (laughs) You cannot say, I surrender, surrender. You have nothing to surrender. You were dead. He was the one that surrendered all. Philippians chapter 2. He counted not being equal with God. No, something to be grasped. He made himself as a servant. He took off divinity, took on humanity. He gave it all. He lost it all. He was the one that surrendered though. You have nothing to surrender even if you wanted to. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. You cannot say you you surrendered anything. These are doctrinal errors that unconsciously feed the unbelief that we encounter today, to the world of salvation. So we see clearly, the sinner has no contribution whatsoever to salvation. It doesn't stop here. We will see more things. Hallelujah. We will continue from where death came from next class. Again, what have we seen today? We have seen how that death entered through Adam's transgression. Man brought sin. Man created sin. Man created death. Man created Satan. God had no involvement in those things. Glory to Jesus. God had no involvement in those things. Glory to Jesus. So, what is salvation? Salvation is simply believe in Jesus and receive his life. Receive his life. Salvation is receiving. Receive eternal life. Receive the eternal inheritance. Salvation is not follow God. No. Again, these misconceptions are what feed the idea that you need to do something to keep salvation. Salvation is not follow God. How can a dead man follow? Can he even see, see see what he needs to follow? It is not surrender. No. How can a dead man be afraid? Surrender communicates fear. How can a dead man be afraid? Salvation is receiving his life. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Salvation is receiving. Is life receiving the life of christ eternal life are you blessed this evening i want you to say with me i am saved i believe in the death in the burial, in the resurrection of jesus christ for my sins glory to jesus i believe i am in him justified he is in me glorified glory to jesus give god the praise hallelujah
0: It's been a pleasure having you join us on today's podcast. We hope you were blessed. If you have never at any time confessed your faith in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ and would like to do this, please say these words after me. Heavenly Father, thank you for your love for me. Thank you for sending Jesus Christ to die on the cross for all my sins. You raised him from the dead and is alive today. By his sacrifice, I am forever forgiven, forever justified, and forever saved. Christ lives in me, and as he is, so am I in this world. Amen. Congratulations, you are now a member of God's family. He is now Father to you. We encourage you to grow daily by the knowledge of Christ. Until next time, remember you are greatly blessed, highly favored, deeply loved.